Hey, what's going on there, Motos? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast here. Today is the 16th. 16th of November. Pulling out of a beautiful Gwinnett Mercy campus here. <clears throat> nice bite in the air. It's 51 degrees. Very beautiful. About to head on over to Planet Fitness. Kick some fucking ass. Just finished up with my stand-up routine for my lab section. We covered the special senses, hearing and equilibrium, as well as the eye. I told some stories, made it fun, well-received, got some, got some laughs and shit. You know, it was an interesting day. It was an interesting day. I'm going to tell you this real quick. Just because I was... I was a little bit nervous today. I had a an instructor evaluation, which basically is my boss for the doctorate program that I teach at. It's an uh, acupuncture program. My boss for that, telling me what uh, kind of job I'm doing. And, you know, nobody likes to be under a microscope. He's been kind of some crazy times with the pandemic and with just the, the way that it's influenced pretty much everything. Our lives, our work, and people, most of all. And I had some... Uh, observations of people regularly that to be honest with you I mean there's there's as much good as bad but people are stressed the fuck out right so I wasn't sure the type of evaluations my students were going to give me and I felt guilty because I'll be honest with you this is one of the easiest jobs I've ever had in my life you know like I teach an interesting subject it's lab work and advanced imaging. All the content is already there. I just got to press go and grade some papers. God, it's so fucking easy. It really comes down to communication. There are some little things that I think I could do to make this a better, more challenging course. And of course, I'm always, I'm always wondering, you know, how well you're received when you're dealing with people electronically, but I feel like I do have a good means to do that. Like I, I have a way to connect with most people, not everyone, but most people electronically just make them feel like, you know, first of all, I'm humble and my expectations are reasonable and that I do care. And if they need anything, let me know. Long story short, the exam, the uh, the assessment was glowing. You know, she read some of the, you know, gave me a a list of all the the positives that 
the students were, were saying about me. Oh, Dr. O, he's so nice. He really adds a sense of humor. It's really appreciated. He's very good with grading, gives a lot of uh, encouraging feedback, and we really need this during this time. And, you know, just like that whole thing, you know, where everybody's got something going on you know nothing about. So just, I'm good at that. I'm good at empathizing with people. So I feel good. You know, I feel good about that evaluation, of course. And it kind of saddened me, saddened me in a way, too, because I told my other college that I teach for that I need to step away. And I, I, I've been hot and cold with that. I've been feeling a little bit vulnerable for doing that. And there are days if I have students that reach out to me and ask me, you know, for help or whatever, or, you know, express sorrow that I'm not going to be there to teach them next semester. Yeah, I feel bad. And just for them, I would, uh, I would stick around. I would, continue teaching. Just for them, I'd do that. Maybe that's a problem that I have, though. Anyway, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'll continue teaching at this one institution. I really love the anatomy teaching, though. I'll keep my hand in it a little bit. The few, the few uh, adjustments that I need to make to improve my my teaching in, in this school, in this one course that I teach, I will do so. And who knows? Maybe someday I'll I'll revisit teaching, get more serious about it, come back, and hit it out of the park. I don't know. So anyway, that that was good. You know, what makes what what's interesting is that um, you know I've talked about things along these lines before. Our dialogue to ourselves, our self-talk, is it positive or negative? Is it accurate in any way? So for the past week, since I scheduled this instructor's evaluation, I've been sweating a little bit and kind of like excuse making excuses like saying things like like literally talking to myself and saying you know what I just don't have a lot of time and you know I feel like I I wish I could do a better job and the things that I thought she was going to have a problem with you know the things that I that I feel guilty for not doing like I cannot stand grading discussions and talking to people about nothing you know, she's like, oh yeah, just, oh, you do a good job, doctor. Like, either so, maybe she might be blowing smoke a little bit up my ass, because I think she doesn't want to rock the boat, she kind of needs me, and I do a good job, and the students are happy, I think she's being honest, and I appreciate it, and I told her that, you know, I do a lot of this for you, because <laughs> honestly, it is that simple. I got a good boss, I got somebody who cares about her job and looks after me, doesn't give me any bullshit, and 
that's great. It's easy. So anyway, that's a positive. That's a feather in my cap. Makes me feel a little bit better about stepping away from teaching partly because I can continue to teach in this place and it's all remote and it's easy as pie. I'll keep doing that. And the rest, I'll just I'll devote that time to whatever I want to. My, my carving, my office, my happiness, my family, writing, art, enjoying life, hitting the gym, some self-care, so it's good. But what's crazy, again, is that here I was kind of prepared for some sort of, I don't know, who knows? Maybe getting canned. Maybe maybe I was found out. Maybe, uh, you know, I would get called on the carpet for not doing my best. Because that's a problem. I mean, it's a great thing, but it's a, it's a curse as well. That I always do my best. Like, I don't know how to quit. I don't know how to do less. It's, it's a personal standard. It's a dare. It's a, an integrity thing. And so, look, I'm, I won't change. It served me well, but I felt a little bit vulnerable relative to this whole thing. And relative stepping away, you know, in general. So, that was the most recent, that was the most current event. I think it was worth talking about. Told my students a story, we were talking about the vestibular apparatus, part of the inner ear. This is what gives us our equilibrium and our balance and all that stuff. If, uh, if this anatomy malfunctions, you get vertigo. You feel like the room is spinning, right? When you go on a carnival ride, flips you up and down and all that stuff spins you around, it works on this part of your anatomy. It makes you feel like you're all discombobulated. And down the road, some little old lady's head spinning and she's just sitting in a chair. So it's an interesting piece of gear. Well, I told her a story where my sister's dirtbag boyfriend growing up, he would always use me as a punching bag. And as I grew up a little bit, I started wrestling and I tied him in knots one day and he gave chase and you know, beat me up a little bit, and then he cupped my ears, he like clapped both of my ears simultaneously, and I fucking went down, man, it fucked with my equilibrium, my my feet dropped right out, so I gave them that story, I told them how I smacked the shit out of him when I did get up, which I didn't, (laughs) I didn't, but in my mind, you know, that's what he deserved, and now, of course, I'd fucking... Pulls little fucking pants down, spank his pimply little fucking ass. He was a fucking demon, that guy. He was a fucking evil bastard. And if I wasn't four years his junior, little fucking snot nosed kid, I would have beat the shit out of him. Anyway, that's about the little tutorial about the inner ear. It's a little taste of what Dr. O brings to the table, what makes me unique. I'm the best fucking teacher at these places, I'll tell you. 
you know, I am confident in the quality of work that I do and that I'm real and that I, that people enjoy what I bring. You know, I know what I'm capable of. I just, I get a little resentful sometimes when, The students deserve every bit of me. And I have had minimal problems with bosses and stuff like that, but I just kind of feel like, you know, is this it? You know, making some hourly wage. You know, coming clean, they gave me a 1% raise, which I was was appreciated. They gave me a 1% raise in my hourly rate, which it's like... It's not a dollar, I don't think. It's 60 cents. <laughs> no. It's not a lot of money. I just say, oh, I appreciate that. You know, and, she, and this is the kind of her heart she wouldn't... You know, she, I think she would give me more. She said she'd give me a 10% raise if she could, but the administration wouldn't be good with it. Let's... Anyway, I'm not looking for a raise necessarily. I just want to be appreciated. I want to, I want to be taken care of. I want to know that I got home at these places and that, you know, that it's... Like higher education disgusts, disgusts me a little bit. You know, because these kids are shelling out all this fucking money. They're paying top dollar for this education. I overheard some of the students saying today, before class started, that such and such is uh, another teacher. Half the class failed the guy's fucking tests. Saying, God, there must be something wrong with you. And how bad, you know, it makes me feel like they need me. They could use me, you know, that I'm helping people. And I want to be there for them. And I just feel like, ugh, should I walk in there right now to my boss and say, hey, listen, can we do something? And I'll, I'll take one of these classes, I'll teach the lecture. Anyway, all right, so on to the next topic. There's a fucking woman. I want you to look her up. She's a rock and roller, uh, leads a band or is a singer for a band, Brass Against the Machine. And Rage Against the Machine, of course, was all the rage back in the 90s. Powerful, kind of angry music band. Very fucking crazy bass rhythms. Wah-wah pedals going, you know, talking about it, kind of anti-establishment music, incredible beats. Singer was Zach De La Roca. I loved that, man. I once did like 100 miles an hour up the Garden State Parkway to a Jersey Mike submarine shop where a friend, quote-unquote, of mine, I found out that he was fooling around with my girlfriend while I was, or my fiance while I was deployed in the fucking Mediterranean. 
So I, I put on music and I was flying up the Garden State Parkway. Killing in the name of boom, So this Sophia Arista is the woman's name who, who is the singer for Brass Against the Machine. She pissed on a guy's face on stage. She had to re- micturate. She had to relieve herself. She called to me, fuck it, man, let's go up here. Come on, come on up here. Yeah. The song was called, I Think I Heard a Shot. I think I heard a shot. And she squats over his face, pulls her pants down, and pisses on his face. I mean, it's on YouTube. I keep, uh, I'm no stranger to strange things. Controversy, uh, not shocked by this, but I can't help but wonder what the hell she was thinking and the impact that this is going to have during these days of cancel culture. I mean, what is Rage going to say? There's still a band that, you know, someday hopefully we'll get back together. And they got this brass ensemble playing trombones and trumpets and shit. And this woman is pissing on people's faces. It's on YouTube. Check it out. And the guy's digging it. He he volunteered to get his face pissed on. And then she told him to get the fuck off stage. It's great. All right. Moving on. Fucking Bud. Uh, Bud. Bubba. The Bucks County Bear. And they're tired of hearing about him. He's done. You've seen pictures now. Fucking, he's a fan favorite, gigantic bear. I've never done anything like that in my life. Um, great job for a nice couple in a beautiful area of Bucks County. It'll be there for many years, and it's awesome. Got a lot of nice reviews. I'm going to get uh, some signs made in the process of getting signs made, double-sided coroplast signs like the, like the political signs, except... You stick these in the ground, and you, you know it's like fucking advertising a business. So I'm going to stick these on the property of individuals who um, who will are willing to do so. I'll put one in my lawn. I'll get a small sign made, uh, or or you know, and hang it off my shed. That'll look nice. And I'll put it on the property of whoever gets my, buys my work. Because I'm about to get busy wood carving. Get a dozen signs. So that's going to be cool. Right? Maybe I'll get some other jobs locally here. There's not a lot of people doing this stuff. I enjoy the hell out of it. Love making stuff. I got a bunch of commissions to knock out. If I give one of these signs to every person who, you know, who purchases a carving or who gets a big job like that, it'd be great. So that makes me happy. God, what an adventure carving that fucking thing. Just me and my saws out in the fucking yard. Mostly beautiful weather. Saws humming. Equipment out there spread all out. Waking up in the morning. So it was, it was labor of fucking love, man. A labor of love. That'll be there for a long time. You know, when you think about the impact that we can make 
I guess really a lot of the things that I do boil down to what impact can I make? How can I help people? How can I serve people? How can I make people happy? How can I leave something behind for others, for my family, my wife and children, for, you know, some sort of, sort of joy? You know, after I finished up talking to my boss for the acupuncture doctorate program today, I told the joke about the, uh, the lettuce leaves, you know, we're out of toilet paper, now we're using lettuce leaves. This morning was the tip of the iceberg, and later on, remains to be seen. I've hit, I've hit pretty much everybody with that lately. And uh, she laughed. She's like, i got to write this down, Dr. Rowe. So what can you leave people with? Can we make them laugh? Can we make them feel a certain way? Can we inspire people? Can I leave a, a wood carving on your land that's going to be there for probably the rest of your life? You know? Maybe the rest of my life. People say, oh yeah, I remember your dad did that big wood carving, right? It's a talking point. It's something to fucking talk about. It's something that you're doing, that you're working on. It's like, you know, like somebody's waiting on your book to get published or something. Like, oh, when's that coming out? When are you going to do that? It's like some big project that you're working on and, and people are waiting for it to, you know, to be released. Hey, when's your next fucking uh, CD coming out? I know that you're going to, you know, or when, when are you going to be working the comedy clubs again? Whatever the fuck it is. It's like people, people want to be part of your audience. They want to be, they, they pick up on, on the inspiration that you get. For your, uh, you, you know, you have for your carvings, or for your art, or for your life. You know, when people come into my office, when people come into my office, and they're expecting a certain, you know. Here he goes again. Had somebody come in yesterday, this wonderful couple, whom I love. And we're talking about Netflix shows and how the one I told them sucks. They didn't like it. We're talking about what we're going to watch next and how they're doing and when their kids are coming home from school and you know, hey, they're going to come, she said she's going to come home, come and visit you, stop in when she comes home from school, shit like that. I've really had an opportunity to, to make an impact on people in my life, and I just, so I want to continue. I want to continue my work. I want to... I just love making things. I love making people happy. I posted this thing... earlier. 
maybe last night, something like, said something like, um, if somebody doesn't have a smile of their own, if somebody doesn't have a smile, give them one of your own. And I thought, wow, I mean, it's a nice little graphic. It was like some urban art painted on a brick wall or something like that. If somebody doesn't have a smile, give them one of their own, of your own. It's a nice little gesture. Just to be kind to people, you know. Someone put on the on that uh, survey, you know, great professor, great guy. I guess underneath it all, I just want to be known as a good guy. You know, just comfort in the storm, somebody who would be there for for other people, somebody who would be willing to help if they could. Because what else we have in this world? A bunch of strangers walking around. chips on their shoulder, angry about all kinds of shit, unhappy. Life's too short for that, man. Life's too short for being unhappy. But that happens too, you know, like I, like I came clean about earlier in the week or over the weekend, I had this little meeting with my part-time, you know, boss. I teach one class. I was worried about what she was going to say, what she was going to bring to my attention about all my deficiencies and stuff, you know. On some level, I knew that I did a good job, but uh, I didn't, I guess I didn't know how good. <laughs> Crazy, man. All right, I'm parked out here at Planet Fitness. People probably think I'm, hopefully, that's the only good thing about technology these days is that uh, if you're talking to yourself, people think that you're probably talking to somebody important or doing some business or whatever. Now I'm just cutting podcasts out here. Looks like the gym might be pretty light right now. I'm going to go fucking pump some iron, damn it. Huh!